All right. Good morning. We are here on the Bean Community Radio Hour. I'm here with Oria and Carrie. And uh, today we also have a, a nice guest in with us, uh, Miss Kai Cole. It's the KKO show. <laughs> Kai, Carrie, and Oria. Mm-hmm. So, welcome. Welcome. Let's talk about what's uh, most important right now for everyone in uh, this country. It's 24 hours into the... I was about to say food. Food. But that's not it. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's talk about food. <laughs> so, we, we obviously all know it's a, it's a big thing with our, our new president-elect and uh, some conversations that are being generated around that. The truth is, for me, is that there's been so much stuff about just his own personal shit that is deplorable, all of that stuff. I have no idea where he actually is on, on some of the actual issues pertaining to government. So it, it's like going to be a big surprise for me to see what actually unfolds. Um, How do you feel about it all? Like right now in your body... How do I feel about it? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it, it is like disappointing and there's like this space of sadness that, you know, like just some of the stories that are that are going on and the stories that are true for people to really want this person to represent us in our government and to want to lead us. That, that people are actually choosing him as a good leader um, for our country. But, you know, it's, it's a little disheartening. Um, and at the same time, it's an it's a amazing opportunity to see the place where we're actually at and then uh, be able to go from here. Right. No, no longer living in an illusion of what we think we are. Which is how I feel about it. I, mm-hmm. I really feel like that we're no longer in an illusion. It's, mm. it's very mm-hmm. trans- We still are, for sure. <laughs> well, we did end last week's show with saying that by next week we're going to say Mazel Tov to Donald Trump. And you know what? I remember waking up and... Sometimes don't you hate being right? Uh, no, actually. <laughs> which, which is disturbing, but hey, uh, my father says a lot, right? My father says, I want to be wrong, but do we? Uh, it's actually, it's refreshing, I'll tell you the truth. I mean, I had a Trump moment about two weeks ago, maybe two or three weeks ago, I realized that he was going to win. It was one of those moments like, oh my God, we this is it. Like, he is going to take it. I remember the, the moment he was talking to the car companies and he mm. was saying something along the lines of you know I'm going to make you build the cars over here mm-hmm. and here is my take I mean uh, I don't mind being wrong I realize that we all have the, 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 not just the right but the opportunity to express ourselves I think that he's a representation he's, more, he's really a cosmic uh, messenger of sorts he really is uh, I think that he did whatever he had to do in order to get elected he knows how to get ratings. That's mm-hmm. his game. It was always his game. Mm-hmm. I I don't feel in my body. I don't feel scared. Like he's actually going to build a wall and uh, destroy the environment and kick us all out of the country. That that's hey, listen. I could be wrong. I don't mm-hmm. mind that. You know mm-hmm. what? I need to start it for me, Ori. I need to start expressing what I really feel and think. Mm-hmm. I personally, yeah, you have your perspective. See, don't see him doing most of the stuff that he said he would. I just. Just that's how I feel about it. I feel like he he played a good game, mm-hmm. and he said, "I'm going to show you that I can that I can." This is the uh, 9/11 for the political system in some way. It was 11/9, just backwards. <laughs> uh, you know, just really to show us that anything is possible in this country, and somebody with absolutely no political background with no experience whatsoever mm-hmm. and like you said that we have no idea what he is about mm-hmm. uh, I, it's very easy to judge him mm-hmm. it's uh, I, I'll be honest you know whatever judgments I would have of him I could definitely see that I do the same things in, you know, in closed rooms maybe not as public maybe not as often but you know the, 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 the sh- <laughs> you do have that reputation hey. <laughs> <laughs> whose idea was it to do this show together <laughs> and uh, but it's important for us to really uh, for me I did I woke up and my father actually from Israel I got a text from him saying you know Trump is the president and 
there is a sigh of relief from a parent point of view. Uh, you know, we have a son that's a four-year-old, and I can see, and we are involved in many different communities that, and teachers that evoke uh, these different rite of passages that create environments that do cause conflict for us to actually grow out of. Mm. And I think that if I was the parent of the universe, or one of them, and I would have to make a choice of where, because we know that the world needs change. We know that the world needs to wake up. We know that human beings have to take some responsibility for their actions, for their thoughts, for their feelings, for their emotions, mm -hmm. for what they really believe in. And I know for a fact that it was a really nice idea to get you know, her elected. It was a really nice concept. But... You know, if she would have gotten elected, what would happen? Well, yeah, and I, th and I think the, the place of just because she's a woman and wanting to get her elected so that a woman could be president is, um, you know, there's there's a big fault zone in there that's very rocky. And it's not, it's just not a good reason for someone to hold that sort of office. You know, just like it's not a good reason for someone to hold that in office just because he's a white male. Um, you know, both both places there, if that's your sole reasoning for choosing someone, then it, it, it's just really misaligned. So, so what really mm -hmm. happened, right? I mean, as far as I'm concerned, just looking at it, and I am not too involved in the system, but I could say that you can see that people got voted because... Basically, people didn't want to vote for her because they didn't want to vote for her, and people voted... Uh, for him, you know, people would vote for her because they didn't want to vote for him. So it was a drive that's based on what people don't want. Mm -hmm. So the greatest fear basically won. <laughs> it's mm -hmm. true. Mm -hmm. the, the the greatest fear won here. Yeah. Uh, because the people who did go out to vote, they just didn't want. I mean, just like you, I'm a hundred percent sure, at least from my a hundred percentness, that people didn't know what he stands for. They just didn't want the current institution to continue. Mm -hmm. And uh, well, I feel like some of his main supporters are the people that have been supporting him, not the undecided people, but the people that really have been uh, enlivened by him. Um, you know, they do like what he's saying. And basically what he was saying is that, hey, I'm not part of this government. And I think that's where it got a lot of people because they're really disgusted with um, the sort of corruption that most lifelong politicians have, a career politician. You know, it is supposed to be a place of public service. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean that someone, it's a, it's a good idea for someone to make a career out of it. Right. Things get muddled when someone is there and that's just what they do because of, I mean, I don't think their government was necessarily set up to do that either. And so that's the thought, you know, I woke up, mm -hmm. I saw that he got elected and I felt a sigh of relief, not because of what I think he might do, but what he represents to our system, to our country, that we are, we are facing our own demons. We're facing our own fears. We're facing change, like real change. You know, he is, He's a, he's a human being. He's got families. I know he's got a trail of lawsuits and all that stuff. He doesn't do anything more than he was taught and he was mentored by other people. Mm -hmm. And uh, my take, again, my bet is that he's not going to do most of the stuff that he said he would as far as alienating the rest of the world. And I, I think he has a more chance of creating a good legacy about causing positive change but that's me i mean i don't yeah. want you to agree with me that's yeah no sure. i mean I, I i guess we'll see it's just so unappealing <laughs> um what's unappealing just the comments that he makes and and know that that this is how we're gonna go about change um versus like like really do we need such adversity to really unite us y yes and i guess Yes. You know, hopefully this this will be the driving point to unite us and have some real change come about. It, it it's I think it's mental adversity. It's like emotional adversity. It's not I don't think things are going to go down. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, these are like such we'll big wish. picture. And and I I have 
because I have like an environmental science background and I do know some of the the details and things involved in we'll say quote climate change because that that sort of side and we'll, I can say sides because it is you either believe that it's possible and happening or you don't and you deny it and, and these people definitely deny it and they're you know this is something that's so delicate and we have this some sort of tipping point like we don't realize how like amazing and special it is that life even exists and what sort of delicate balance it hangs in and there is this place to where you stretch it too far beyond its carrying capacity and it's it's not the earth that needs saving it's humanity like if we keep going in the direction that we're going the earth will not be able to support us in our life form like we live in such a small range like we have the temperature of the earth that rises up like five more degrees and it, we may not be able to survive and live like and, and I don't know if five degrees is an accurate amount but there there's something there with it that it's just not basic knowledge and that for me is the scary part that sort of denial of something to say no 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 it's fine when then we we go beyond the limit of something and because it, it is such a feedback system and it has so many loops um, that it's not immediate. And then we just really don't know what we're doing. At the restaurant yesterday that we ate, I saw somebody literally crying and somebody asked him, he said, he said How do you, who did you want to win? And he's like, don't talk to me, don't talk to me. And he said, no, so well, what are you crying over? He says, I'm crying over the environment. I'm really scared for the environment. Yeah. So I definitely had a moment where I realized that a lot of people are terrified of what he represents or the possible fallout. So I do want to empathize mm-hmm. in the immediate uh, future, uh, not even the immediate future, in the immediate, like if this equals that uh, equation. However, what I'd like to continue explore and talk about in the next few segments is the bigger picture. It is, it is about what we need as human beings what kind of we've been working now for five years w- with people uh, over two thousand people that we have literally served in a, c- a conscious awakening and I, i'd love you know i wish it was any different for me too but you can see that the thing that does wake us up is conflict it's trouble it's disease and not that we want the world to crash but that it's, can it's spur, an idea. That can, it can spur on our creativity. We are problem solvers and solutions oriented. But the things that we can come up with when we're not in a place of fear is like the ripple effect. It has such far more reaches. And it's just, it's a, it's a better space of creation. Better. I don't know. But there's something there. Well, like let's, let's we can do it. But what else is possible? Well, let's turn this fear into uh, excitement when we get back. Letting go Kai has a question. Mm-hmm. As I always do. <laughs> uh, definitely a statement first. I mm-hmm. totally agree with you, Carrie. Mm-hmm. This uh, definitely wakes us up out of the denial of uh, not knowing where we were in order to establish where we want to be. Mm-hmm. So now we can't ignore the fears that we have anymore. We're face to face with them. Mm-hmm. So this is actually a great point so that we can create change because now we have the awareness and trump is like human form of ganesh walking the earth (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) which we shouldn't be afraid of the god of destruction if destruction is going to break down barriers Mm -hmm. 
even though mm-hmm. he's proposing to put them up, but we'll <laughs> see about that. So I do have a question for you, Oria. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ever since you came into our lives, your questions are profound, and you actually <laughs> demand answers. So let's see what happens. <laughs> Thank God it's the Carrie and Oria show. <laughs> <laughs> and Carrie, please feel free to jump in, mm-hmm. knowing Oria as well as you do. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to use him and put him on the spot in order to get some answers. So he likes the go. spotlight. Hey, hey, it's a good thing. <laughs> so on a previous podcast episode, you said that when you were seven or eight years old, you wrote a letter <clears throat> Excuse me, to your father. And... Let's pretend that right now you are seven or eight years old in the state of the universe as it is. And instead of writing a letter to your father, or writing a letter to the bigger father, the universe, what would that letter say? (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) Well, the, the letter, wow, that's not cool. I mean, it is cool. (laughs) (laughs) With the letter when I was writing when I was seven, eight, I felt really stuck. I felt trapped. Uh, I felt trapped by my circumstances, by my environment, by my schooling, by my parents. Uh, And the letter was basically a pleading for for freedom. Uh, The letter literally begun with something i remember whether i was sitting at the window watching birds fly or uh, i just said that i'm you know sitting in the window watching birds fly wishing that i could fly with them because what, what was the hebrew part uh, do you remember the exact language i i can see it written but mm-hmm. i'm not going to get into the hebrew unless we do the hebrew segment uh, well no sometimes when then you go back to it in hebrew you you come up with a uh, clear translation of the feeling. I don't know. You know, That's back mm-hmm. back then I wrote to God, I wrote to my dad, I wrote to life itself. And now I feel like I would write that letter to the people of the world instead of my dad. Uh, it would be almost like a backwards letter from the cosmic father writing to the people and, and, and really saying that the window... <laughs> the, the window to their imagination has been opened up or even more clearly broken up because what the situation represents is a real shake-up to the imagination with the, where the current status is a real mirror, is a real reflection to how everything that we think about, everything that we really put our in energy intensely on manifests. We read about it in the books, we see it in the videos, and we kind of, we spiritually bypass that truth. You know, we, we have been focusing so much about what we don't want. And I'm so grateful and thrilled that life is showing us very, very, very clearly that what we focus on expands. And negative feelings do work, technically speaking. Shit talking actually does work. It really does. Well, it has a precedent. Because that it has been, this has been the form and the tool of what's been implemented so far. What we do want to shift and change is going from that space of fear to then the other space. Yeah, but it's important to acknowledge, and it's important to acknowledge, like really, really acknowledge that, you know, that energy is energy, and the intensity of energy does does take does have a uh, I don't know it wins over the it, it wins over whatever isn't intensely focused it may not win over time and I do there is such a thing as harmony mm-hmm. but and at the same time I feel like just like people go on these uh, you know I have a bunch of friends right now out in Peru and I know a lot of people who go to Peru and have these intense ceremonies and intense experiences and you know, reputation-wise or statistically speaking, especially in the West, people go through a very hard s- period in that ceremony, and there is a coming out of it that feels clear, that feels wonderful, that is awakens the spirit. And it's because we have been so muddled in our own bullshit, in our own perceived fears, that 
sometimes many times it takes it takes something from the outside or shall we say something from the outside to awaken the inside to really con basically confuse us to a point where clarity and the opportunity for clarity is is there like when i participate in uh, these uh, intense shamanic ceremonies one of the things that i like to say jokingly or not is when people come to me and try to give me answers or give me guidance i say hey 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 hold on a second I paid good money to get confused. Uh, I paid good money to get knocked off my pedestal. And that's very important. I know that people of this world, you know, they, they, they focus so much on uh, the good and the positivity. And we really thought that there is no way that Trump would get elected because it just doesn't make sense. And yet... This is, you know, the, the Mayan calendar, right? They say 2012, the world is going to change, you know, eras. And this is the era where it is about reflection and enlightenment and where the truths are being revealed to us much quicker. So this opportunity, this letter, <laughs> this place where the world and life and the cosmic gods are telling us, hey, people, pay attention your thoughts, your emotions, your feelings are everything. They really do create life. It is an opportunity for me. I mean, I woke up yesterday morning going, I can't hide anymore because it's obvious that the negativity, that shit talking, that uh, whatever we focus on does manifest. And I'm not, I wasn't even in a place of picking side. I really, secretly, I was hoping for Trump to get elected. I was. And I've met many people who have told me, I voted for Trump and I'm ashamed of it. But these are all troublemakers and tricksters. They are. those Because we know, we have this instinct. We know that sometimes, or many times, especially in our society, that has no rite of passage, that has no opportunity for people to find their own truth. Sometimes we do need the help. And I think we have gotten the biggest help that we could have gotten because... It's just like this etch-a-sketch that was, we've been drawing the same picture over and over and over and over and over and over. And life came in and just shook us up. And we have the opportunity now to pay attention to our thoughts, to pay attention to what is it that you do want. And it's the hardest question. And if I was, you know, the, the, the subject of that letter or the, the request would be an invitation a real invitation for me, Aurea, for me and you, you know, Carrie, for all of us. The real question is, what do you want? And we've been avoiding that question. Well, I, I think some people are clear on that, though. And some people that there where there is a lot of fear of Trump. I mean, you look at immigrants and, and Muslims like they've been like directly attacked or targeted, we'll say. And a lot of those people, like as far as immigrants go, they come here because they're very clear about what they want. They yeah. want the American dream, the American life. And there's a real space of, of fear that then does come up with, with, the, with this person then leading our country. I get that. Um, I get so that. So it's... I'm an immigrant. Like they're, you know, they're, it's very clear for them. Um, but this, this seems to be almost something like it is the time for the people who have experienced privilege in their life to really get clear like we've been washed out in this other dream we've gotten lost in the american dream in a way and there's not that clarity of what is actually important of what really matters instead we're like on our iPhones and we're worried about like sort of meaningless work <laughs> that right. doesn't actually produce a, a sense of, of satisfaction and pride in our life. Right. We do feel like we're a lot of people are caught in this wheel of just going along with something. Um, and I feel like, like who you're speaking to then with that place of clarity, it is about, people who have experienced a life of privilege and we it's time for us and i include myself in this to start taking on this other responsibility okay so now what do we do that's meaningful with 
all of this space that we've had to not live in fear. We've had space to play. So, and that's what you call privilege, right? The, the, the space, the, the availability of space yeah. in our lives. Yeah, and, and it doesn't mean that nothing traumatic has ever happened to someone in this life. But if you've been had the space for the majority of your life to not worry about food, to not worry about your life being threatened or bombed, um, and that, that doesn't mean that someone in childhood hasn't had those real life-threatening experiences. And yet somehow we've been able to come up through the system that's already been in place for a, a it is a place of privilege. We don't worry about war here on our soil. We, most of us have not experienced like really being hungry and really being afraid and fearful for our life. We have had this space and now it's time for us to get clear. Okay, what are we doing this? What are we doing this for? What can we do? What, what do we want to do? of something that will will feel good and meaningful like we are making a difference yeah. to let everyone else also be included in this experience so it's this it's a it's a real zapper it's a real zapper and a wake-up call and that's how i felt yesterday morning it was this feeling like okay it's obvious it's so obvious that what we focus on expands i mean it is i thought of it all the time when I kept seeing the posters, he scares me, I'm with her, and vice versa. Mm. And one of the things I felt, which I haven't felt, I've been here for 22 years in this country. And my father, you know, told me, you know, you better be careful, you know, I still got your green card, you better do this before Trump gets elected. It's easy to get scared about all that stuff. But the zap that I felt yesterday morning is a some sort of a wake-up call to, First of all, I don't want to lose the spaciousness that I have cultivated. Mm-hmm. I want to work for it. Mm-hmm. I want to earn it. And I feel like it's a responsibility now to share for all of us to mm-hmm. really share what it is that we already know. Mm-hmm. What I know is a negative thinking. We used to say it doesn't work. It works. It really does work. It's dangerous. Well, you have to keep feeding it. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> and getting clear. It's very hungry. Getting clear about what we want and doing something about it and sharing and inspiring and leading from that space is it's the only thing to do now for us who have experienced and experienced the privilege of space. Oh, how I try to bend and break these rules of mine Almost giving up cause I never saw an end inside All my life been waiting for a chance to break free. Hi, and we are back. Um, yeah. Kai had a question, so not to put you on the spot, but let's do it. <laughs> Here we go. Mm-hmm. Another question. This one I'd love to ask Carrie. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned responsibility. Mm-hmm. So there's a Buddhist running theme of turning poison into medicine. Mm. And I think that's especially profound for you with your agro background mm-hmm. uh, and speaking of the environmental climate, the political climate, the global climate, the spiritual climate. How do you take responsibility for turning poison into medicine for yourself for your community and for Hanu? Mm-hmm. Um, well, the truth is, is that I, I haven't. Um, I, it, it has seemed like such, like a daunting task to be able to integrate and incorporate um, what I know in with what is going on now. Um, the other piece is that, right, it only becomes poison when it's too much of something, right? Otherwise, it in a smaller amount, it is medicine. It all has its purpose for something. It's just the amount um, for a system, right? And different systems will have different tolerance for something. Um, yeah. So is Trump poisonous right now, you think? Um, you know, that can depend. That can depend on how... Um, enthused or inspired some of his supporters 
are and and then what they do with something um i think i i i honestly i haven't listened to him that much because it's just not something i even want to listen to um i've definitely listened to the radio and i hear some comments from supporters and it's it's for me such a sad story that they're telling that that people this day and age like still really believe some of the things um that's a good point a lot of times there's mm -hmm. all this negativity out there Mm -hmm. about things that could potentially be positive Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that could potentially be positive but now that everything is so shaded with negative do you mm-hmm. think maybe they'll start to put a positive spin on trump and all the things that are going on around him you know i think it's going to come from different conflict and the ability for some people that are so in their story of fear and protection to be able to have a moment and come out of something and be able to empathize with someone else um that's that's where the real power is if someone because all of all of these places for me that seem so sad it's because people are not empathetic towards someone else about how it makes someone else feel um and there's a real lack of compassion and what is really predominant in them is this place of fear they really fear change they really fear that something is being taken away from them, that something has been taken away from them, and they will fight with all of their life to try to regain it, even though it's, that's not what the actual fight is. You know, it, This is a, another story that is running for them that is ancient and old, and it's just not true. But they really believe it to be true. And that is the dangerous piece, right? When you have these different stories going on, and I mean, we know this from religion, there are all of these different stories going on. And when we can just open up a little bit and say, it's okay, you have your story, I have mine. It doesn't mean we have to kill each other for it. Um, And at the other extreme of it, there are people that are adamant, no, this is my story, this is the only story, you are wrong. And they feel threatened by someone even having a different story, that it takes something away from their story or that their story may not be right. Um, and, and that is always the place of danger, is when someone is in fear and protection mode, and then they go into attack mode. Um, so our real work then is to right go from the red zone to the blue zone. How do we calm this energy and shift it and transform it into a place that allows for compassion to come in, for connection to come back in and like demolish the illusion of separation because that's where it, that's where it stems from. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So and a lot of times the, the truth comes out, right? When mm-hmm. we try to simplify mm-hmm. all these complex concepts that are swirling around. Mm-hmm. So we were just channeling Aurea's inner child, the seven, mm-hmm. eight year old. Mm-hmm. And now we're talking about explaining what's going on in politics and what it could mean for our future to a four year old. Yeah. How, what kind of truths come out when you talk about it like that? You know, it's all uh, content. I don't know about for a four-year-old, but I mean, as far as then channeling my little girl and what I really want is like, I feel like it's the rainbow, like a rainbow bright dream, but it's this real place of knowing that we don't have to hurt each other. We can really just be happy here and we can have a good time. And if you don't like to play with someone, then you don't have to play with them, but it doesn't mean that you have to hurt them because you don't like them. You just don't have to play with them. And that's okay, that there really is plenty for all of us here and that you don't ever have to take something from someone else. Um, And then what has been daunting to me is really how do we go about changing this and getting people to buy into that story? Like what I know from humanity is that, not to say that we're lazy, but this is like, going back with with energy flow we want it to be easy we want it to flow in that way where it is effortless for us right now with all of the environmental movement and things that are going on um 
it can be really challenging. And that's why a lot of people don't do it. And a lot of people don't stick with it because it's just really difficult and it's hard to really go against the grain with something that is already so huge and just flowing in that direction. And the only thing that I've come up with that I, I don't know how to institute it. Right. This is hopefully what we can do together as a community is to make it fun and playful because when someone's having fun with something like right there is this other flow of energy you don't have to fight it like it takes a lot of work and a lot of energy there is that contracted space that then you have to keep feeding the system energy whereas from an expansive place it supplements its own energy it cycles back around there is a positive feedback loop and it just keeps going and you don't have to do much and that is how energy flows that's what also what it wants to do if something gets smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller and it takes more energy eventually it it will change into something else because it's just not what it does yeah so how do we how do we do it mm, i don't know i know some of the boundaries but i don't know the actual game well, that's where any ideas any callers <laughs> that's where community comes in yeah. and that's where we do have to be a little more truthful with ourselves and includes both of us or the three of us or the five of us or the five thousand or five million of us with a question of what do you want uh, it's I don't know if it's a religious upbringing and the whole idea that we're not worthy of things and we have to earn everything and, uh, you know, everything. We face punishment if we look at pleasure or satisfaction because I, I do feel that or just the plain, ugly and beautiful truth that most of us feel that when it push comes to shove, we're not good enough. I mean... Five years, 2,000 people, six hours each, about 12,000 hours of listening to people. Uh, 95% of it is about what people don't want. I mean, this is just straight statistics mm -hmm. from my life. Now, you could say there's nothing. Well, it's easier to come up with that than really it's like what's prevalent. What, what do you want? Right. Yeah. But yeah. it's so, it has been so difficult. Now, mm -hmm. I will acknowledge that there's nothing on the outside that doesn't come from the inside. So perhaps it's been my own journey of not saying what I want and spiritually bypassing uh, that question and coasting on the wings of angels and experiencing this. You know, I, I always say that I, I believe that most people hover in between the state of right below their biggest dreams and right above their worst nightmares. They're, you know, our worst nightmares never really come to fruition. Hmm, maybe yesterday that <laughs> broke. <laughs> but it wasn't my nightmare. And, and right above our, uh, and right below our biggest fantasies. And we kind of just hover there. And maybe that does, that is what's changed yesterday. That we can see that, you know what? Uh, the, the energy that human beings have is stronger than the momentum we had before. Like whatever politics, whatever systems we have put together, I don't know how old America is, but whatever, whatever has been put in place has just been broken. And the momentum... I don't know if it's so broken. The political system, at least. I, I know, but so he came in as an outsider, but he's not an outsider to the actual political game. He knows how it works. He's been a businessman here in New York and he knows what you have to do um, to get the government, politicians, whatever, to, to make things happen. Like, yes. he's not such an outsider as people believe. Yes and no. But, you know, let's look at the fact that how old is he? Is he a 70-year-old? He's, a, you know, 70. Uh, he, had a sp he had a certain life until now, pretty, you know, comfortable, and he did whatever he wanted. For him to make the decision and the choice to go into the White House... I don't just give him some props, regardless of why he's doing it. Mm -hmm. that's a, that's a, he's going to have a lot different life than what he had right now. Well, he's someone that it, it feels like he does, he can get motivated and uh, write off the energy of adversity. Um, so he, I don't think he has, he's able to deflect criticism and not let it play into his storytelling capabilities. I, I, like he includes it and he uses it. Yes. And it's taking the American mm -hmm. dream into a whole other level. That's what I'm saying. It's breaking through 
the notion of you have to be this way and you have to be a lawyer and a senator and whatever <laughs> it is. I mean, not anybody with money either could just win. It's a specific. I agree. It's a specific type of consciousness that was a play between Trump and what he represents to the people. And mm-hmm. for us to wake up and realize that anything is possible, really, truly anything is possible. Will he press the button? No, not likely. Will he, you know, that's whatever. That's my take. I've, I'm, I'm actually sleeping better at night right now knowing about this seeming chaos that's happening as opposed to continuing to feed the war machine, continuing to feed the the system that obviously didn't do much. Yes, anything is potentially very dangerous right now, and yet our illusions have been shattered. Everything has the potential to be dangerous when wielding a lot of power. But yeah, how nice yeah. is it to be, to, to, be, to be awakened? How nice is it to just... May, no, may, it, it can be a little scary. When when it's a when it's a shocking thing to when you are living in a, in a different sort of illusion and then to be woken up to the real state of things that may not be so pretty. A wall is no, shocking. All. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, although I've lived in a country where there is a wall and that didn't do much either. Mm, yeah, it doesn't do uh, anything. I think we've learned that throughout history that walls really don't do anything. So <laughs> what, it, what it is that we can do is the most important aspect of this election. And we'll get into that in a minute. Mm-hmm. Picking up the pieces from this game called life. Not every piece has a box that fits just right. It's, it's the disguise. No, we can't talk about real things on the air. No. <laughs> Kai, I'm so happy you're here. I hope that, that this is going to be more of a regular thing because the other day I, I asked Kai, I said, so you've been doing this for like eight years, I even said. Like she said, what? I said, you know, the sharing, the speaking. The, the, she's like, no, that's a very recent thing. <laughs> so, hey, uh, we're better we better serve you really well so you can keep uh, feeding each other because mm-hmm. you have been a very valuable presence. I mean, beyond valuable. It's uh, inspiring. Uh, Kai Society, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> KaiSociety.com. Thank <Relax>. you. <laughs> <laughs> so what is it that uh, you want? His, you know, again, it's my... It's such a tough question. It's such a real invitation for everyone. And it really causes our brain to itch. And if if asking me what I want to do in the, in, in, in the evolution of my work with people, with community building, uh, is to continue asking that question and create a space and a safe space for people to answer it. Because just like I used to be the most the most annoying thing in any personal development seminar for me was the question what do you want this question imagine yourself in five years see where you wake up see what the pictures are on the wall see where you live see what uh, whatever it is i remember getting angry so i decided to start doing that exercise myself and what happens is as i'll imagine myself waking up and i'll start imagining the stuff that i think or I feel I want, and I would literally get lost in the doubts. So I would get into a situation where I, I remember going, okay, so I'm, I, I want to set up a call first thing in the morning with all the community builders. That's the first thing I want to have, and asking them how were the sessions last night, and is there any common themes before we all go into integration. And I got lost. I had 20 minutes into it, I'm like already in my doubts. And that was just nine o'clock in the morning. <laughs> so to to really and that, and I know people listening to this, and I know, I know, I just know, I know that ninety five, if not ninety nine point nine percent of us, do not fo- focus or think about what we want. It is the hardest thing. It and is the most challenging thing. And to believe it's possible. Obviously. Well, I don't know how obvious that is. I think that's where the the lost sense of being lost comes in. We can know what we want but to actually believe that it's possible to actually know 
we won't even intend to trust we'll we'll like throw out the word believe like to trust and to know that it is possible that's the that is the real key for actually seeing it happen from an integrated place i mean integrating the mind and the heart is just the it's a tiny step it's a it's the most important step in the beginning but it's yeah. only 15 inches <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's it that's it that's it and and then to to experience the fears the doubts the emotions the feelings that come up as you actually uh, imagine or allow the feelings of what it is that you do want especially those of us who have a tendency to believe that we're destined for greatness and i hope that's all of us but I definitely have that within me and I definitely hope and continue to attract uh, people like that. And the bigger, the, the higher the angels, the higher the devil, the higher the potential, the higher the resistance. It's a true thing for me. I'm 36 years old and I have, reg- I have like dying, uh, like the dying man's regrets already, you know, about my writings or lack thereof or knowing what I'm capable of and how f- far I am from it. And instead of, well, I was going to say instead of turning into addiction, I should turn into a passion. But the truth is I've spent more of my life in addiction patterns than not. Food, alcohol, smoking. Uh, is there anything else? <laughs> uh, really, those three things. Uh, and, you know, there's a smiling part of me that says, well, I just really needed to experience all of these things that I would judge and mock other people to really experience in myself. Uh, fine, great. But there is something really true to the the simple addictions that we have. I mean, food is a huge one. Uh, smoking anything, really, for an escape purposes is, is, is there. Uh, I know I've lived in it. I've lived in it, especially every time I feel more inspired and more free, I could find myself in another addiction pattern. And to really speak to... All of us, the, 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 how can I say, the light workers, the people who feel like we're destined for greatness. And greatness really means uh, being examples, being shining examples of what's possible, being shining examples of leadership, really leading and inspiring other people. And I think, the, and I know that the hardest thing for us t- is to really acknowledge that what it is that we want individually is a collective vision. World peace truly is possible, and it's not just possible, it's inevitable. Because the other way is, uh, like you said, Carrie, is self-destruction. Life is too, for me, life is too smart, too intelligent, too much. We are more likely to suffer than to destroy ourselves. That's really, that's obvious the case. It it, It takes a lot of work, a lot of work to destroy ourselves. I mean... Years and years and years and years of bad habits. People are still alive. I mean, I'm, you know, you go into rural America and you go to where people have no education about what food is. And they, I watch. Uh, I yes- don't know. I, I think for some people that are experiencing like our the U.S. military or the Russian military at some place of being bombed, they'll say, no, we know what it feels like to be destroyed. Like, and that can be really quick. I walk. Listen. I woke up from, I woke, I lived in a country where I was, af- I, exper- I wore gas masks mm-hmm. for a period of time. I was afraid to get on buses. I think that if life put me on an airplane, taught me English and had me, you know, come to this show with my non-Jewish partner mm-hmm. uh, and now doing, you know, doing the show with Kai and say, I, I, I understand and I empathize. And at the same time, like you said, those of us who life has pushed us and gave us the privilege of space. It's a responsibility not to just get lost in the empathy, but to realize that what is possible for us is possible for everyone. Maybe not on a one-to-one basis, mm-hmm. but just as a potentiality. Yeah. And of course I want everyone to enjoy everything, but life is trying to teach us something. And it's happening through us, through our evolution. So if you have the capacity to listen to this on your iPhone or wherever you're listening to this, it's a responsibility. Mm-hmm. Uh, if <laughs> that space is a place for us to, like I said, to ask yourselves, what is it that you want? What is it that you have a, a propensity, a proclivity? Like uh, what daydreams you had as a child, what daydreams you have 
as an adult and yes you reminded me that it has to come from a place where the mind and the heart are integrated otherwise it really is just a mental masturbation or a place where it's ego based but i guess i'm i'm hoping that i don't have to really talk and appeal to everyone this is not about trying to wake people up this is about okay so you are waking up now what mm-hmm. that's what i feel like this movement on who we are talking to and we are speaking to so you're waking up you know you know what it feels like to feel you maybe you hope you do that enough long enough that uh, you make the the right decisions but let's acknowledge the struggle let's acknowledge the pain let's acknowledge the inability to sit there for 10 minutes a day and imagine one of the hardest homework one can do at least in the past for me is to just practice imagination how do i know that when my son asks me to tell him a story uh unless i can tell him a bible story i get i freeze up Mm. now why it's 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 downright it's baffling to me how difficult it can be to just use my imagination for anything that hasn't been given to me then i haven't been told Mm -hmm. that's our opportunity now that's the calling that's the wake up what are you imagining because it's happening already what are you imagining Support. We only have two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. Thank God. I just said that was the hardest thing to do. And, you know, partnerships, real support, real support. This is for me a fantasy because I have a lot of fantasies about who I am, but it's not. It, 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 most of it came from a place as a child, a seven-year-old, thinking I'm going to do it my way. I'm going to rise up above the adversity and the challenges, and I'm just going to do it. And one day I'll drive back from america to israel somehow with my bentley and show them that it's all possible and that was important for me to feel special and powerful and i honor it it's just not true i'm not it's not that's not how it's going to happen what's going to happen is real support and asking for help i've been asking for help you know uh coming to the show with you carrie with you kai it's really asking for i know you see my potential but that's not enough for me What I want is the collaboration. Let's do this together. So what I'm imagining is having fun and playing together Mm -hmm. with you guys and also not letting me off the hook. Next time, you know, you can ask me that question in the beginning of the show. (laughs) So, you know, may I ask you, Kai, what it is that you're imagining? Absolutely. But we have to go. Good. (laughs) (laughs) All right, good. So now we know that it's coming. (laughs) Well, it's a teaser peace mm-hmm. like real peace and we spent a month in israel carrie and i and people wanted to you know we had a homework for ourselves is what is the vision for what we do and all we could come up with is world peace <laughs> it's true and how does world peace happen inner peace yeah peace with our world mm-hmm. peace with our trump with our clinton with our f- peace with what we are seeing peace with ourselves 